Um, so it would be lovely to start with a grounding exercise. I've been doing this more and more, um, sort of trying to sort of embody embody the advices and queries uh, with some qigong movements um, and and then moving into our our time together perhaps in a different way perhaps hopefully a a more embodied way Um, so i'll invite you to to uh, well you're welcome to stay sitting or if you want to stand um, do that as, as well and um, and we'll just do just a, a couple of moments just to balance ourselves, feel our feet grounded on the, on the floor, letting, letting your center of gravity kind of flow down a bit, down into your fingertips, down into your soles of your feet. Perhaps just to do a slightly bigger breath, as though your arms could just lift with the breath. And you might, if you kind of just allow, like almost as though balloons are just inflating and deflating either side of your body. Mm. Cherish that of God within you. Yeah, keeping our balance, keeping your eyes open or closing them, whatever feels right. Cherish that of God within you. And you can just experiment with any movement that feels right for you. Going as far or as gently as as is called for with your body. Cherish that of God. Three more. Cherish that of God within you. And just let those words kind of float in the movement in your own time. And you might try our one we did last time bring the whole of your life under the ordering of the spirit of Christ and just in any movement any downward flowing movement bring the whole of your life as you're reaching up under the ordering of the spirit of Christ bring the whole of your life ordering of the Spirit of Christ. And just continue in your own time, letting those words ride, be embodied in some way.
Warm welcome to Annabelle and Maureen. Lovely that you could join us. Good. So today we're looking at advices and queries number nine. So I'll just start by by reading it. Um, in worship. We enter with reverence into communion with God and respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Come to meeting for worship with heart and mind prepared. Yield yourself and all your outward concerns to God's guidance so that you may find the evil weakening in you and the good raised up. So I'm going to circle back and, and take each little section. In worship, we enter with reverence. So I just have this image of, of entering a holy space and, and that sense when, when friends come into meeting, how when the first friend sits down, that sense of stillness begins. This holy space. And then I was thinking about a room, a womb, a tomb, a space where things can be born and come into being, right? And, and also where things can die. And I think maybe there's a letting go or a skillfulness that a deathing, a deathing that can be allowed in meeting. And then that made me think of, um, John, the, the uh, that that oh, there's that saying, John. John, he says, uh, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it just remains a single seed. Yeah, but if it dies, it produces many seeds. So there is a sort of fruitfulness to dying, to letting go, letting something fall. Um, so yes, we worship with reverence. In worship, we enter with reverence into communion with God and respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. And, and I got sort of interested in this word communion as well. You know, com, the, the, com means with, union, oneness, into oneness with God. And I guess, you know, it's necessary 
to be at one with God in, in, in order to respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. So this communion is like an inner yes or a willingness to pick up the phone <laughs> to, to the Holy Spirit, to something that's within, right? We kind of protect this stillness, don't we, from intrusion, from mobile phones or other intrusions. And then into that stillness we seek communion with God. But there seems to be a lovely sense of movement which kind of contrasts with that stillness in, in the traditional images of the Holy Spirit. There's the movement of the wind or running water or the movement of fire or a dove, yeah, the descending dove. And I just wondered if there's a way that we don't notice this movement until we become still. And for me, in Meeting for Worship, I notice this movement perhaps mostly as a movement of my heart, as though my heart feels the fire of longing or the quivering dove of vulnerability or, or just the running stream of some inner song that supports life the way a stream does. And outside of meeting for rec- in recent years, just the touch of a breeze on my face seems to be a caress of love or the warmth of the sun or the beauty of a young deer really still amongst the trees. And here, the Holy Spirit just moves amongst us in nature and we're invited, aren't we, to be aware, take heed and be in communion. And, and still so that we can notice the divine movement. So if coming into communion asks of us a certain stillness, which includes, I guess, stillness of the mind and, and most certainly needs practice, then opening to the promptings of the Holy Spirit is watching and listening for that movement. Yeah, the movement of the heart the movement of the wind, the fire, the dove, the living stream of our life. And I guess the other thing that I'd like to say about stillness and movement is around my experience of teaching centering down to young children. And I have more and more this year started a practice of beginning each lesson with a pause. And so I teach, it's kind of nice, I teach six music lessons, six classes, day so I get lots of these pauses and just a minute framed by a bell for children to center down and some go still straight away and others don't but what I've noticed is that if I don't do the pause the ones who struggle to learn are much much more edgy and distracted so it it doesn't need everyone to be still only enough of us enter stillness for the whole lesson to be transformed or maybe just the pause at the start of the lesson helps me notice how I'm gripping my stomach or how my thoughts are racing or you know I just label how tired I am and all of this gets a moment of recognition and perhaps that perhaps that stops it from creeping into the lesson through through the back door so to speak mm-hmm. so the next bit come to meeting for worship with heart and mind prepared so a moment I go I said you know it takes practice to become still and to center down and so you know it's no accident the advice is to come to meeting with heart and mind prepared we, we need to find our way into stillness as, 
advice of inquiry three puts it, we, we all need to practice that. And I think of it as like uh, practicing a musical instrument. Yeah, the scales and studies and preparation so that when I'm with others and meeting, we can make beautiful music together. Yeah, and if we don't practice, then you know, in my experience, I'm much less involved in the life of the worship, perhaps not even understanding the music that's being played. And it becomes a living thread that links meeting for worship with my life too. So for me, a, a daily commitment to meditate or to center down started with just a few minutes of following my breath. But, and I think this is also true of learning an instrument. Over time, the desire and stamina builds and, and the more complicated music draws us to more practice. And the benefits of this are just huge, it's just incalculable. Um, and there are barriers, and I, I, and I would love to yeah, invite us to sort of look at those later if, if we can. So yield yourself and all your outward concerns to God's guidance so that you may find the evil weakening in you and the good raised up. So I'm, I'm aware there's a lot of weighty kind of stuff around the words evil and good. They're complicated words, right? And perhaps easier to understand if we replace with the words unskillful, yeah? That you may find the unskillful weakening in you and the skillful raised up. Yeah, continue with the music metaphor. Perhaps there are just a few fewer wrong notes. The tendency to be impatient or to be in thrall the negativity biases of the mind or the tendency to spiritually whitewash our neuroses and call them quakily <laughs> they all become weakened simply because we become heedful of them yeah the light shows them to us yield yourself it just seems to be about softening softening perhaps the demands to have things my way um, to notice that inner in a sort of movement and let it soften and yield hopefully something more skillful more yeah as I think we number one puts it more in this sort of frame of within truth and love um, so I think that's all I wanted to say about this so we are going to do some centering down now for the next 20 minutes or so. And then we will have some time together to just explore what, what happened in the centering down for us or what, what came up, what came up in the talk or in, in the silence. So um, if you're new to this, it's, it's, it's fine. Just, just go, come along for the ride. If, if I suggest something that doesn't work for you, um, you know, treat it like a door that you can push and if it opens then go through and if it doesn't then we'll try another door so yeah, let's get comfortable so let's be in a position that you will be comfortable for the next 20 odd minutes and I know I usually start with the soles of the feet um, but I, I've 
had it pointed out to me that that doesn't always work for people. So I'm going to start from the top of the head today and uh, and see if that uh, has a different effect. Sometimes it, it just lands slightly differently. So perhaps um, inviting a, a slightly deeper breath and on the out breath, allowing your eyes to close if that's comfortable and available to you. Just let your attention rest at the top of your head as, as if there's some warm, almost liquid light just touching the top of your head. And it could soften your thinking muscles yielding your thinking mind to this warm liquid light yielding softening perhaps your perhaps the muscles of your face might soften especially the muscles around the eyes and the jaw and the lips And sometimes we can allow the lips just to relax into a half smile. And softening, allowing that warm liquid light just to go through the skull and the face and into your neck. Perhaps that micro movement, that whisper of a movement as you tuck your chin and, and open up the muscles of the back of the neck. And you might see if it's possible to soften the throat inside your neck. Yielding. Yielding. You can soften your shoulders, relaxing. The arms. And the hands. Perhaps anything you want to put down, any outward concerns, let them lay them lay them down, let yielding, softening. And let this warm, loving liquid light just like pouring into a jug, it's just filling up your chest and trickling down into your belly, softening. Into the pelvic area. To the top of the thighs. And 
just passing the knees and flowing down into the soles of the feet. But it's flowing out through the soles of the feet and being metabolized by this beautiful earth. But it's endless, this light continues, continues, never ending to pour into you from the top of your skull. And you're just overflowing with it. As though your whole body could yield out into the envelope of your skin. you'd like to stay with that image of the light, the warm light, nourishing, replenishing, filling you. Very welcome to stay with that image. Or if you prefer just to let your breath be the anchor. Or some mixture of the two perhaps. Each moment of yielding is an act of enormous friendship to yourself. Each time you notice a moment of yielding, you can just sort of catch what's that like. Perhaps it's like a sort of embodied peace, or a sense of trusting. So your peaceful heart is at home here.
yielding to the stillness with reverence. you let yourself rest in the stillness, but start to notice whatever movement is coming into your awareness, movement of the breath, or the movement an inner movement of the heart. However the Holy Spirit's moving, welcome it into the stillness. yourself and all your outward concerns to God's guidance so that you may find the unskillful weakening, dissolving and the skillful raised up.
into yourself and all your outward concerns to God's guidance so that you may find that unskillful weakening, dissolving in the warm liquid light that loves, heals, nourishes, nurtures and the good raised up as we come towards the end of this time um, I'd like to share a quote by Desmond Tutu we are only light bulbs and our only job is to stay screwed in and somehow the sense of just being screwed in to this beautiful, peaceful stillness. We are just light bulbs trying to stay screwed in. <laughs> and when you're ready, I invite you to gently open your eyes and offer a virtual handshake to each other. Um, Mm-hmm.